welcome back to the Just Jill podcast. Today we're going to talk about something that I think is quite an interesting topic to talk about. The term and phrase has been passed around in the media quite a lot, but I just want to bring it from the angle of some of my own experiences, some of the things I've read on the internet, and then to conclude, back it up with scriptures from God's word on how we can guard ourselves against this kind of manipulation. And the title of today's podcast is called Guarding Ourselves from Gaslighting. The term gaslighting comes from a film that was made in the 1940s, made by a man called Patrick Hamilton. Then in 1944, it became Hollywood version, which is where the term gaslighting became famous from the film Gaslight. It's interesting because gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse and coercive control and manipulation. But Patrick Hamilton brought it to the forefront at a time where abuse wasn't really spoken about. So he shone a light on a subject that a lot of people weren't really sure what to call it. So now we have this term in modern age called gaslighting. And we're going to talk about what that means, how we guard ourselves against it and what scriptures we can use from God's word moving forward to notice it and deal with it. I found this in the Guardian newspaper and it basically describes the um, process of what gaslighting actually is. And it's a form of manipulation. So basically imagine that you're going through the worst experience of your life or you're going through something and you're feeling it, you're seeing it, you're experiencing it and somebody is actually telling you and trying to convince you that that is not happening. It's not just the abuse, it's the denial of the abuse that's the problem with gaslighting. Gaslighting is a technique used by a person or an entity to gain power over somebody, which makes the person or the victim question their reality, and that is basically what gaslighting is. The scary thing about gaslighting is it works much better than you might think. Anyone is susceptible to it, and it's a common technique of abusers, dictators, narcissists, and cult leaders. A lot of the time I found as well, especially with my own experiences of people that gaslight, is usually if someone is a narcissist, um, unfortunately I've had experience with narcissists, but usually a narcissistic person has a tendency to gaslight quite often because they have this grander sense of ego, they have um, a false sense of self, they convince themselves of their own lies, so often the two go hand in hand, but that is not always the case. Sometimes one can exist without the other. Not everyone who gaslights somebody else knows that they're doing it. Sometimes it may be that they are behaving a certain way because of what they've learned growing up or they may have learned this behavior from other people or they may be so in denial of admitting they're wrong about anything that gaslighting is just something that they naturally go to. Anything that we respond to in a knee-jerk way is often just out of habit but there are many many people that gaslight that know exactly what they're doing. Either way whether it's intentional or unintentional, it is not okay. It's okay to ask for help, it's okay to acknowledge it. And I'm bringing this to the forefront because I've experienced this in 
I've experienced it in friendships and I've also experienced it in romantic relationships. And I think it's important that we talk about it so we can guard ourselves against it and we can go into relationships with a sound mind. So as I mentioned, the term comes from the film Gaslight, which was actually made into a Hollywood film in 1944, in which the husband of a wife in the film convinces his wife that she is literally losing her mind. There's a psychotherapist called Stephanie Sarkis um, who is the author of a book called Gaslighting. She did a whole book on it and lots of people responded because people had struggled in relationships where this was happening to them and they couldn't put a name to it. And she posted an article saying warning signs of gaslighting and I'm going to share those with you right now. One of the first signs of a gaslighter is somebody that tells blatant lies. I even think to some extent, and this is my own opinion, that some of the people that gaslight actually believe their own lies. It's, it's a kind of self-esteem thing because if somebody can't admit the truth, then that shows that the truth is too hard for them to deal with. Um, so a gaslighter tells blatant lies, whether that be intentional or whether they've even convinced themselves. Number two is they deny they ever said something even though you might have proof. For example, someone has promised you that they would do something and they out and out deny it, even though you might have proof such as, I don't know, a text message or um, a letter from them or an email, they will deny it. And this process makes you question your reality that maybe they never said that thing, even though you're very sure that they did, it makes you question maybe they didn't. And the more a gaslighter does this, the more you question your reality and start accepting theirs instead, which is exactly what this form of manipulation is trying to do. Another thing they'll do is something, use something near and dear to you as ammunition. So something that's important to you. So for example, for me, I'm a singer and I love to sing. I love to write songs. So a gaslighter might say to somebody like me, are you sure you wanna be a singer? It's a really dangerous industry. Even though you said you're sure about this, I'm not sure that you really are sure what you're letting yourself in for. So in short, they attack the foundation of your being. That might be even your faith, so I'm a Christian, so someone might say, are you sure that's what you wanna believe? A lot of people that are Christians go mad. That's a form of gaslighting. Number four is they wear you down over time. It's quite a gradual process and they want to wear their victims down. Number five is a gaslighter's actions don't match their words. So always watch actions over words every single time. Number six, which is quite a manipulative one, another trait um, uh, tactic of a gaslighter is they will throw positive reinforcement into the gaslighting to almost just make sure that you're okay and make sure you stay in that position. They will now praise you for something you did. And this is like a calculated attempt to keep you off kilter and question your reality. Seven tactic of a gaslighter is they know that confusion weakens people. Gaslighters know that people like having a sense of stability or normality. Their goal is to uproot this and constantly make you question everything. And every human's natural tendency is to look to a person or an entity, God in this case for me, to help them feel more stable. And with a gaslighter, if that happens to be a gaslighter, they're going to use that. They're going to use that 
reassurance that we all want as human beings to make you question yourself. Number eight is they often project. So for example, if they're a drug addict themselves, they will accuse you of being the same thing. If they're a liar themselves, they will accuse you of being a liar. Um, it's a projection thing because they can't face their own reality. Number nine is they will try to align people against you. Gaslighters are masters at manipulation and they find people that know they know will stand by them no matter what. So if you're in a group of friends and there's somebody else in that group that really likes them, they will use that person to reinforce the problem that they have with you. And they will often create like a mob kind of mentality, if you like. And the purpose of this is to make you question who you can trust and who you can turn to because you're not sure any of the people in this scenario are actually trustworthy people. 10, which is probably the one that I've recognised the most is, and I've had in romantic relationships unfortunately, is they will tell other people that you are crazy. But it's really important that we acknowledge this behaviour and this kind of form of manipulation because sometimes people don't even realise they're doing it and learn to conquer it whether that be in ourselves or in other people because it's really important that we don't operate in manipulation um, or make people question their reality because that's a very demeaning thing to do. There could be elements of it in someone's personality but it's not completely who they are. I, I think often in society we have this thing of like this is a gaslighter, this is a sociopath, this is a good person, whereas actually there can be forms of gaslighting in someone's character, but they can actually be a kind and loving person as well, it's just that they've got into a really bad habit because of maybe something they've seen or a habit that they've gotten into growing up and sometimes it's just unwinding that and guarding ourselves against it, standing up to it, if you're the person that's dealing with it, getting the help you need, dealing with it effectively and actually calling it what it is. So what gaslighting is not is someone that owns their mistakes. If someone genuinely owns their mistakes and says, yeah, I did question that or I did say this wrong or I did shout at you today and I'm really sorry, that generally isn't a gaslighter. They may have elements of gaslighting in their personality. But generally, if someone is a gaslighter, then they are never wrong about anything. For me, that is one of the main things that I look for if if I think I might be being gaslighted by somebody. You should always be concerned if someone is never wrong. There is something wrong if you are never wrong about anything. And I'll say that if I was to be that person or anyone else. We always have to be able to look inward and be honest with ourselves. But another thing I've noticed is that they will remember small details about things and every detail about your mistakes but they won't remember details about their own. Um, I think it's important to remember as well that sometimes people genuinely forget what they've said. Like none of us can remember every single conversation that we've had, every word that we've spoken to everyone. So sometimes when someone is saying that they can't remember something, that is genuine. However, if there's a consistent pattern and you've noticed that it's all very one-sided and they can't remember whenever it suits them, then usually that's a bit of a red flag to start looking for. A gaslighter is not someone that disagrees with you occasionally. Everyone disagrees with each other occasionally, that's not a gaslighter. If they are empathetic towards your feelings and if they actually can look inside that and not just their own reality, that's usually someone that's not a gaslighter. And phrases that gaslighters used, um, one that I've noticed quite a lot is, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you feel that way, rather than, I'm sorry. 
if you're sorry about something, you should just be sorry. You shouldn't be sorry because you feel that way. I'm sorry because you feel that way because that's putting the onus on that person for something that you've done. Sorry is genuine repentance. It's genuine. I really am sad about this. Has made how this has made you feel. Um, others are you're crazy. Oh, she's just crazy. That never really happened. Oh, she's crazy. She's always doing this. Oh, I was joking. What do you mean? When I said that to you, I was joking. I wasn't being serious. That's a way that someone can gaslight. You're too sensitive. You're thinking too much. You're an overthinker. Everyone knows you're an overthinker. You're confused again. You're always confused. You're imagining it. No, you're imagining it. That's, again, that's a form of gaslighting. I think you're kind of getting the idea now. So according from some of the stuff I found on the internet, um, what to do if you feel you are being gaslighted. The first thing is, of course, make sure it's actually gaslighting. Don't, I think we're very quick in today's world to be wronged and just automatically go to, they're a narcissist, they're gaslighting me. And more often than not, we're just having an argument or a disagreement. With gaslighting, you will notice there's more of a pattern. Usually it's not an isolated incident. So I say that's quite a good thing to look out for. So make sure before you act and before you say anything that this is actually gaslighting because otherwise you might be making a drama out of absolutely nothing. The second thing is take space from the situation. Have space, go for a walk, have some self-care time. Have space to absorb and understand whether this is gaslighting or not. And if it is, to actually accept it and to give yourself the acknowledgement that you need. And um, from God, for me, that would be in prayer to know then how to address it. Another important thing you can do is collect evidence, like save text messages, save emails, save um, conversation threads with that person has promised to do something or they've spoke to you in a way and you feel that later on they might deny that. Keep your evidence so then you can only deal with facts and not, they can't turn it around and say you're imagining something. So you should keep facts because nobody can argue with that. And that's why when you have a court case or something, you have evidence in front of you. So keep what you need to keep. You don't need to be crazy about it, but we know that there are lots of forms of communication, whether that be on social media, email, text, keep, keep all that stuff. So when you confront it, you actually can back it up with something. Keep your confidence and convictions. If you know that something's happening to you, and if you're an intuitive person that picks up on what you're around, then usually you're right. Um, so you don't need to question yourself on that. Perhaps get intervention. If it's to a point where this person is completely denying what is happening, then bring someone else to the scenario, whether that be a psychologist or another friend that can deal with that in within that situation and acknowledge what's happening. Because if someone's completely denying it and then you're just feeling like you're just being wear, worn down, it might be a safe option to bring someone else in um, to address the issue. And when you're called crazy, don't accept it. Say, I did not receive that. That's very simple, you can do that. Oh, she's just crazy. No, I'm not crazy. I remember what happened in this scenario. No, I'm not crazy. I remember the conversation we had. Stand on your convictions and be sure in them. So as always, I'm going to go back to the word of God to use scriptures that will help us with dealing with something like gaslighting. The first scripture I'm going to use is from Matthew 7, 15, 20. And this is to recognize for gaslighting in other people. And it's a really good litmus test to decipher whether something is lining up to God's truth or not. And it says, watch out for false prophets. 
They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognise them. There's the key bit. By your fruit, you will recognise them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognise them. There you go. Look at the fruit of their life. If you're wondering if it's gaslighting or not, look at the fruit. Do other people say this about this person? Is this a common pattern? If it is, it could likely be gaslighting. So there's a good litmus test in Matthew 7, 15 to 20 from the New Living Translation. Responding to gaslighting with the word of God, I would go to Matthew 10, 16, which says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and as harmless as doves. So that gives a balance of being kind, being open, being sweet, but also being shrewd, keeping that discernment switched on so you can decipher when something is coming from a negative place or when something you think might be gaslighting is gaslighting. So to just be really aware, but be kind at the same time. And it's a really hard balance, but I love that scripture in Matthew 10, 16. Finally, if we are talking about gaslighting, then I can't finish by without saying that if you may be concerned that maybe you were the gaslighter or I was the gaslighter, it's important for us to always reflect with God and to know the truth about what we're actually doing. Because sometimes we're manipulating people and it's coming from a personality flaw or a way we've learned to behave to protect ourselves. And it's not intentional, So, but sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. So if you think that there might be elements of this in your personality um, and you want to ask God genuinely, not from a gaslighting point of view of someone just accusing you without any basis for reality, but if you think it might be in you, a good scripture to pray is Psalm 139, 23 to 24. And it's not saying I'm going to look to that person to search me or I'm going to search me. It's literally giving it to the source, which is God and Jesus Christ that is risen again and saying, search me, God, know my heart, test me. It's actually volunteeringly know my anxious thoughts see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me and then I love how it ends on lead me in the way everlasting so it's giving God that full permission to lead you in the right way whether that be to apologize change that behavior and get help with that behavior whatever that might be I love that scripture because I think it just sums all of that up so hopefully I've covered everything with this subject and I hope that I've actually given quite a balanced perspective of it because I never want to come from a position of, you know, thinking that I might have never done this without intentionally meaning to do it or um, attacking people that do because some people don't realise they're doing it. Some people and a lot of gaslighters, unfortunately, are intentional. So we do need to look out for it. As I always say, I'm not a licensed psychologist. I'm not a licensed counsellor. So if you do think you might be being gaslighted or you think you might have elements of being a gaslighter I'm going to put some links below in the YouTube video um, so for the podcast listeners do look at the YouTube video if you need further help with that because I'm not the person to turn to and then you can get professional help with that I will say though that I have learned a lot about this subject because I've been in 
unfortunately I've been in relationships where I've been gaslighted to quite a heavy degree it's not okay um, and hurt people hurt people right so if I in turn have done that to somebody then I'm sorry first off on camera it's probably come from a learned behavior but we must realize that certain things are they're not acceptable and we must learn how to deal with them in a loving way but in a direct way at the same time. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Just Jill. I really enjoyed talking about this because I've seen a lot about gaslighting in the media and how it pertains to romantic relationships and friendships and all of that kind of stuff. This is the last episode in series one of Just Jill so I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do subscribe to my podcast channel and Subscribe to my YouTube for the YouTubers. Keep your eyes peeled on the Instagram page. It's Just Jill's podcast and I will be doing a new series where I'll be talking to other people and bringing other people into um, the podcast and I'm really excited to share that with you. So stay tuned. Thank you for all the love and take care. Lots of love. Bye.